Hello, this is your host, Ree, and welcome to Women of Responsibility. Welcome back to Women of Responsibility. I'm so glad that you're here with us today for episode four. Today, I'm super excited about today's girlfriend co-host, Cherie Kalitiver. I hope I said her name right. She says everyone always says it wrong, but I think I got it. <laughs> Before we go and speak with Cherie, I want to tell you a little bit about our relationship. Hmm. Well, there really isn't one yet. I'm just a huge fan of this lady. In fact, I connected with Cherie through another friend on Facebook who happened to share her post. Her post just resonated with me that I had to go check out her page. I loved everything I saw and quickly requested her as a friend. Let me just say I am not a Facebook stalker. But I really just connected with Cherie's Facebook life on so many levels. I wanted to get her post in my own Facebook feed. Anyhow, that was at least a year ago, maybe a year and a half even. Since then, what I've learned about Cherie through her posts is that she is a fun mom, very honest, and she's not someone who is afraid to stir the pot a little. But most importantly, I have learned that she is someone who loves God and recognizes that his love is without bias or prejudice and that it is important for her to do the same. So when the Lord dropped her name in my spirit to read 1 Peter chapter 1, I quickly jumped at the opportunity to ask. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking, this lady's super busy. This might be a long shot. But she responded quickly and said, I would pr- I'll pray about it. And within a few days, she responded with a yes. So I am so over the moon that she is here, that I get to speak with her, that you guys get to hear from her. Let's go say hello to girlfriend co-host Cherie Kalitiver. Hi, Cherie. Good morning, Ree. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Most of my kids are off at school. Little time to yourself, sort of. Well, time to get things done, right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself, because I want to get to know you a little more, and our girlfriends listening want to know who you are some, too. So, um, so obviously, my name is Cherie, and um, my husband, Clay, and I have been married for 14 years, um, and we have 14 children um, who Say are- Say it again. No. <laughs> 14, 14 children. Um, we keep joking about how we need to kind of put a halt to that trend um, of every year we have an anniversary and we grow our family. <laughs> um, but yes, we started out with two, mine and one his, um, and we're a blended family and then decided to do foster care and kind of take that wherever the woman led and that happened to be 11 more kids. So there we are. Praise the Lord. Yes. I think it's beautiful. Obviously, I have a heart for that as well. So um, we adopted two kids out of foster care. If we could adopt more, we would. I think we just would probably not be sane. So (laughs) we have nine kids all together. Yes. I hear you. (laughs) I always tell people it's actually not that there are so many of them for me. It's that they are so like unnaturally close in age. And, you know, so I have um, maybe eight kids 
nine kids who are between eight and 12 years old. Yes. And so it's kind of like they're all doing the same stage at the same time at, at the same moment. <laughs> yes. I, I do know that when I see your posts. <laughs> so it is kind of like, uh, like a classroom. <laughs> That's how I think of it. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, people always tell me like, oh, do your older kids help with your younger kids? And I'm like, no, my older kids are grown and out of the house and all the rest of them are younger kids. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I'm sure you have a really great system that gets it all done and keeps it in order because quite honestly, the posts that I've seen, the pictures I've seen, things are always pretty orderly in your home, looks like. I have many systems. I don't know how great they are. This morning, I was like just contemplating posting something about, you know, no matter how good it looks from the outside, it is like absolute lunacy here in the morning between <laughs> o'clock and 7.15, um, just because of, you know, 11 kids and lunches and trying to get kids to do their morning chore before they leave and kids with oppositional defiance and, you know, everything that's going into that. And then I, you know, kind of was looking through some other people's stuff about trying to do all their kids virtual school yeah. and kind of went, you know, I'm not even going to complain about that because by 7.15, they're all out the door and, you know, I get to breathe and, you know, not have to educate them myself. So. Yes. Yeah. And I do have a son with oppositional defiance disorder. And that's why I know that, you know, um, our kids come with special needs. And so I just wondered how you juggle all that with all of those needs, mm -hmm. with kids having all of those special needs. You know, sometimes well, and sometimes not well, you know, so I definitely have had moments where I have had to kind of get down and apologize and, you know, mm -hmm mommy's human too. And, you know, I make mistakes and you were talking about this, this, and this, while this is happening over here and this is happening over here. And I yelled at you and didn't even need to yell at you. So yeah. I kind of have to, um, ask for grace from my kids sometimes. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's an ongoing process. You know, I always tell people like, I'm concerned that there's so much going on wrong with me, like with my character, <laughs> that God has had to be like, oh, that clearly didn't do it. Let's give her another kid. This, <laughs> maybe that will, <laughs> you know, because in each of one of my kids, I feel like they have highlighted some things that I'm really good at. And they also really spotlight the things that I am not good at you know, okay. or the areas of weakness in my character. And I'm like, wow, like I oh, didn't even know that about myself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I do know some things about myself and I know God is still working it out. So I still got what, 17 more years. I'm hoping that 14 kids is like the magic number and there's like nothing else that needs to be brought forward. <laughs> people will tell me all the time, like, oh, are you guys done? Are you done? I'm like, listen, I thought I was done like three kids ago at least. Mm -hmm. And um, so that is not up to me. 
Um, I have had, you know, a very clear word from God with each time that we have added to our family. Mm -hmm. And so I just no longer take any ownership of any of that. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I guess I'm done when I'm dead. And I had heard a, um, a sermon or maybe it was a podcast and he was talking about, you know, like there's no retiring. That's right. Yeah. Like I I'm finished when God's finished with me. So, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So in home, how many kids do you have? 11. 11. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's less. It's less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's manageable because you're doing it. Yeah. And you're doing it well. All right, Cherie, it's time for our fun fast five questions. These questions are designed to help our girlfriends listening get to know you on a more intimate level. I have a list of questions, one through 30. You pick a number, I'll read the question. What's your first number? Three. Okay, what's your best quality? Uh, hospitality. All right. Um, I thought you were going to say being a mom. <laughs> um, no. That's not, that's my children will tell you that is not my best quality. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love being a mom. I love kids. I love them most when they're babies or they start talking back. Um, but yeah, I think genuinely, um, most people who know me well would say that that kind of going the extra mile, always being willing to have people in our home or make a meal for someone or, you know, drop everything to go help out. Um, that's probably my best quality. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Your next number? Seven. What was the last thing you read digitally or in print? I am reading currently how to be an anti-racist for a book club. Very cool. Now let's also talk about the fact that all of your kids are multiracial. You guys are not only blended in um, being a blended family, the way we generally think about it, but you guys are blended, culturally blended as well. Yes. 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 So, um, my biological kids are white and then I have, um, kids who are black, some who are directly African, um, and some who are both black and Hispanic and then kids who are, um, Hispanic. Of culture going on over here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, your next number? Uh, 11. Best meal you ever cooked? In my opinion, probably Chicken O'Brien. It's like a chicken and uh, goat cheese and um, sun dried tomato. Um, my husband thought it was amazing, and my kids all thought it was disgusting. <laughs> It sounds like an adult meal anyway, so that makes sense. (laughs) Okay, your next number? Um, 17. Tell us your best joke. Oh my goodness, I'm not good at that. (laughs) Um, No, I have no jokes. Um, (laughs) What's the last joke one of your kids told you? I don't know, but I'm sure that it came off of a Gogurt wrapper. <laughs> okay. All right. So what's your next number? 
We'll um, let you be. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I'm not like I'm like have a dry, sarcastic kind of humor and not really like a tell jokes kind of humor. Um, probably 23. Okay. What is one random fact about you? One random fact about me, I went into foster care when I was two years old and was adopted at eight and a half along with my biological sister. Wow. So I have three siblings, two that are my parents' birth children, and then my sister and I. Okay. And how old was your sister when you guys were adopted? Almost 10. Okay. It was a so year and a half Okay, and so that hints the heart for adoption and foster care. Yes. Beautiful. Hey, girlfriends. Have you heard? There's a new Women of Responsibility website. Head over there and subscribe to receive emailed updates on upcoming events and special offers. And while you're there, don't forget to purchase your official Women of Responsibility tea that is now available only at womenofresponsibility.com. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Here at Women of Responsibility, we invite you to join our weekly conversation by simply liking and following us on Facebook and Instagram at Women of Responsibility. We want to hear your takeaway and thoughts from every week's episode and Bible reading. In addition, it's a great way to win coffee or tea on us in our weekly drawing. So, come join the conversation. Welcome back. Cherie's going to open us in prayer and jump right into the word. First Peter chapter one, the King James version. Gracious heavenly father, we just come before you and praise and thanks for everything that you have provided for us, um, during this time of turmoil and um, pandemic in our country. We are grateful for all your blessings. Um, we pray over this passage today, First Peter, as we read through and um, gain what knowledge we can of your plan for us and your call um, to the way we should live our lives. We just offer you all of our praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Peter 1, First King James Version Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, <clears throat> who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, 
being much more precious than of gold that perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us did they minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which thing the angels desire to look into. Cherie, thank you so much for reading for us today. You did such a wonderful job. Um, so can you share with us what scriptures resonated with you out of this chapter? I like Verse 13, where it talks about girding up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is brought unto you. Um, and it just talks a lot about kind of follow what I've called you to do. Don't get pulled into the things that you once did. Look forward to the hope that you know is coming. The other thing I think that I that really stands out to me is, especially in this time where it seems like there's so much division over you know, over race and over um, just belief systems and, you know, what's important to you um, is that I'm really seeing this stand out to me. Verse 22 that talks about after you purified your souls, kind of obeying this, the truth and the spirit and see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. And just kind of that, like not being pulled into all of that, but just like being called as we have been to love one another, um, yeah. in spite of our differences in beliefs and whatever, to make sure that at the front of all of it is the love that we should have for one another. That's what the Lord calls us to do first and foremost, is to love him and to love one another. And sometimes I think we get uh, just caught up my kids go to private Christian school. They'll come home and ask me questions. And I say, listen, your job, these are your jobs. Love God and love other people. Mm -hmm. Not dependent on who they are or how they behave or what choices they make in their life. The Bible just clearly tells you love God and love other people. And so I don't want you to fall into well, this person told me that this is a horrible thing to do. That, that's not between you and them. You love God and you love other people. And that's the bottom line. And my daughter's like, that's it. Yep, that's it. But your main job is just to love God and love people. Cherie, I totally agree. It really is that simple. Now let's move on to what is your big takeaway that you want to share with us from 1 Peter chapter 1. You know, the grass comes and goes, the flowers fall away, and all that is left is the word of the Lord. 
So, you know, all of those things are temporal, they're in passing. And um, the bottom line is just follow God's word, do what he's asked you, you know, and, and preach the gospel that's been given to you. Cherie, thank you so much for being here with us today. It was such a blessing getting to speak with you. And thank you for sharing a small part of your testimony. All right, ladies, let's close in prayer. Father God, thank you for the book of 1 Peter, that it was written for our learning and for our understanding. As we read today and continue to study your word, I pray that our spirits would remain teachable and that we would desire to know the truth of your word without bias or learned prejudice. Lead us into truth, Father. Equip us with discernment and help us not to be swayed or deceived by the things of this world. Help us to keep our eyes on you, Jesus. And Father, I thank you for Cherie, and I ask that you would continue to direct her and her husband in their ministry. I pray that many would come to know you and the rewards of serving you by their example. Lord, I ask that you would continue to shine your face upon them and all the women listening today and give us peace. In Jesus' name, amen. If you are a girlfriend who is listening today and would like to dedicate your life to the Lord, I would like to take this moment to walk you through this very simple but yet powerful prayer. All you need to do is repeat after me. Lord, I admit that I'm a sinner. I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. I believe it in my heart and I will confess it with my mouth that you are Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you just prayed this prayer, I want to encourage you to tell someone that today is the day you receive Jesus as your savior and you now have eternal life. I also want you to know that all of heaven is rejoicing over you along with myself and all the girlfriends listening to this podcast. As they say, that's a wrap. Well, at least until next week. But remember, ladies, to take some time to connect with the word and with your girlfriends.